Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. To copy them or anything, but uh, yeah, very, very nice. It's lovely. Oh, I do like a little bit of dodo. Nice bit of dodo. Oh, yeah. Not like a dado. That's a rail. That's a dodo. rail. But yeah. if you had a dado rail in that room, your dodo chart would be above the dado. Yeah. And below the picture rail. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a story. Also... You know what? I've got a story about a dado rail. Oh, wow. Well, let's kick off. There's not many, there's not many podcasts doing stories with dado rails. I think we've found our niche. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going. There's the things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Give you energy like Buckfast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. So, um, we bought a house once, right? And um, the guy was, he, he, he was infected with uh, DIY he just couldn't help himself. He literally was like a fast show character. I just couldn't help myself. We got there and we went to view the house and it was lovely. And there was a lovely wooden parquet floor. And I commented, wow, it's looking, it's looking really nice. I love that parquet wooden floor. And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer tiles. Came back three days later to have a look at it. And he'd re-fucking tiled it. It's like, oh, for fuck. Like, what did you do that for? You numpty. And he'd also, um, in that three days... So when you walked into the house, you walked in the door and there was a door off to the right into the front room. And um, he'd actually, he <laughs> cut the door in half, okay? So it was like a stable door and then screwed it shut and then taken the handles, all the door furniture off it. And there was a dado rail going through the hallway and he continued the dado rail and he, he put like, wallpaper underneath it and it it was kind of he'd wallpapered a panel door exactly as that like that panel door behind you there so you could see the creases in the wallpaper and everything and he'd left this data rail and then he put a piece of perspex in so when you walked in you could kind of look in and he put net curtains so uh, I, I don't know i don't know what the score was but it reminded me of uh, quincy do you remember quincy in the 70s he was a medical doctor he was a coroner yeah, and, yeah, uh, kind of vaguely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all those programs. Every time they had a, uh, a coroner, they would bring people in. We got to get you in to identify the body, and there'd be a glass thing with a little. And it was like Quincy, you know, can you identify the body? It was fucking terrible. It was horrible. What was he? What was he thinking? He, uh, was he selling the house? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he was selling the house, and he was a he was a bin man. Nuts. <laughs> fucking nuts. Yeah. Also had a room upstairs, which they wouldn't talk about, that we actually called Dead Kids Room, 
because it was like, yeah, we, we don't like to go into that room. It was like, oh, fucking hell, there was a candle like and stuff in there. Anyway, did you, yeah. did you buy this house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you buy a house that you lived in that had a room that you didn't really go into? Well, we, no, we, when you were showing it around, they didn't want to go into it. It was like, oh, and I thought, oh, God, it was really odd. But it was a really nice house in a really nice area. So I thought, you know what? You could you could sort of say, oh, no, somebody's telling us from the great beyond. Then I thought, that's a lot of old bollocks anyway. So we bought the house. So you bought this house. OK. And what did what was the story with the room? that you, Did you go into the room? Like, did you renovate yeah. the house and all that? Yeah, yeah. We had to do some massive renovations on it because he bodged everything. I went to plug in some electricity in the the one <laughs> this extension that he kind of built on the back, and I thought, oh, I'm not getting any um any. There's no there's no power coming oh. through that, and whatever. And what he'd done, he just bought a, a double um like plug, and just stuck it to the wall. <laughs> no electricity. It wasn't a connected to anything. It was just for show. I think a plug would look nice there. Literally. I'd say the wife who was mad, she's going to went, oh, look, I'd say a little plug would look nice there. Most people have a plug there, wouldn't they? And they were very Norfolk. And it was like, I'd say most people don't have a plug there. So then I got this other guy who was an electrician to come around and check the electrics because I thought there's going to be something wrong here. And uh, he came in, he said, I always do this. And he was a bit of a geezer. First thing I'd do when I go to a house who I've never seen before, I hope you don't mind, I'm going to switch everything off. I said, no, you switch everything off. Right, switched everything up, <laughs> went down to another thing that was cracked, another plug thing, and all of a sudden, <laughs> so I'm skirting across this parquet wooden floor into the room, <laughs> bang, where, where the window was. And he's like, Oh, fucking hell, <laughs> how the fuck did that happen? And I went, I don't know, you're the electrician, tell me. He's, he's put it on a he's put it on another bloody spur, he's put another thing somewhere. Spent the next two weeks looking for all sorts of electrical cables that this fellow had put through bricks and, ah, oh, fucking disaster. But yeah, turned a tidy profit on it, though. <laughs> were you, were you, do you, you didn't live in the house then. You were just flipping it, were you? No, no, we lived in it. We, we, that was our main house. Way too big for us. It was fucking colossal. <laughs> I don't what know what you, we were thinking. What did you do with the, with the Perspex? What was the, so he created a Perspex window instead of a door. Like, what, what did he explain yeah. why he didn't want the door there anymore? No. Even no. though he probably already, like, he didn't have to do any more work because he was selling the house. He was moving out. Yeah. And we'd expressed interest in it. And there was lots of people. It was in the time when it was a bit of a boom and lots of people were looking for houses. And this was a really nice, really nice village with good schools and all that sort of stuff. And it was a really nice house. And, uh, yeah. Apparently, when we left, somebody told me that, the, um, we had a bathroom done upstairs and um, just new bits and pieces. It was one of those houses that there was all sorts of stories. There was always a story attached to this house. We had the ensuite bathroom. We've got it redone, you know, and it was my first sort of foray into doing up a house because, you know, when you're young, you don't you know, paint, you paint a wall and it's like, wow, that's massive. And then we got to knocking things down and putting things in and doing windows and stuff like that. And just realizing that it's just stuff. And people do it and they come and you pay them for it. That's that's the thing. And um, we got the, the bathroom done and there was a leak around something, as happens in these things. You know, somebody didn't silicon something. I rang the guy up to chew him out of it. His wife answered the phone. Yeah, he just died. It was like, 
oh fuck <laughs> and it was like and the first thought that went through my head it was really horrible was shit I paid him <laughs> So yeah. is that so? The, so you had a, a plumber guy come over and do some work, and he died. Yeah, the plumber died. Yeah, Shit. yeah. And then when we left the house, we were still in touch with some of the neighbours, and apparently, that leak caused all manner of shit, and the floor collapsed when we'd left. Just like to point out, I didn't do it. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, Jesus dead plumber, Christ. dead kid's room. Stunning. So what did you turn the dead... I'm interested with this dead kid's room. What, what did you turn it into? What was it? Did you... It became Jimmy's room. <laughs> you put your child It was in the there. kind of nursery. It was the nursery room. And it was like there was like some sort of poltergeist in there. I'm sure of it. Because one day I walked in there and he'd learned how to undo his nappies. <laughs> and it was full of shit. And he was, he had it, it was lassoing it around his head. And there was shit splattering on the walls and everything. No. Yeah. And I went, I closed the door and went, Sally Ann, I think he wants you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No wonder I would be, if I, I'd take my nappy off and swing it around the room if you put me in the dead kid's room. Yeah. A terrible fucking thing to say, really. But hey, I want just... to. It was just that I know what you mean. Yeah, it's just like that. That sort of in 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 joke. Um, I really want to know specifically what you did with the with. The, did you just re replace the door in that into that room then, with, where he put yeah. the prospect's window? Yeah, you just yeah, we had to just knock. I literally out. walked in the door uh, when we got the keys of the house, and the first thing I did was take the perspex off, attach a lock. Or I got a screwdriver or something and unlocked that door and took it off its hinges. So it was just a hole rather than... Because it was just like, why would you restrict access to a room? That's the other thing. It restricted access to the room. So you had to go all the way around the house through the dodgy electrical bit to get into the... That was fucking shit show. What about the parquet floor with the tiles on top of it? Or did he just get rid of it? Did he tile on top or did he no, just get No, rid of fortunately, he only glued... So I had to get a man in, cost thousands, and we parquet floored the whole floor of the house, the ground floor, which was lovely. You know those little parquet floor? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. And it was done by a guy who was like old school, bit by bit, like a big Jenga yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a lovely. lovely job for a finish, yeah. Oh, it was a lovely job. He did a lovely, lovely job. Oh, yeah, until lovely. some fucker spilt champagne on it. It fucking stained. But anyway, that's, that's not there, you know, there. Jimmy, was it? I must have been, yeah, on a coke for fuel, putting shit on the spraying, <laughs> smearing shit on the wall, pouring champagne all over the parquet floor. Good, good band, actually. Parquet courts. Don't know if you'd be into them. <clears throat> uh, parquet court. Who? Parquet courts. Just want to make sure I'm pronouncing correctly. They're like a, is, a they're a post punk sort of. Uh, isn't there a thing that people do called parkour? There's a thing called parkour, yeah, but Parquet Courts is a band, and uh, I presume they got their name from that old style parquet court that you might have in a school oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, parkour is where you jump from one thing to another, or you, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like you, you can parkour over buildings and it's an urban thing. Yeah, it's like or it's like skateboarding without a skateboard, kind of. That's yeah. how I describe it, and. Uh, It'd be the type of thing I would have gotten into if I was young. If it was I around bet you then. would have done, yeah, yeah. Go go off there and sort of wrap your testicles around a lamppost. 
jump off a pillar onto another pillar and then up onto the like if I ever got locked out if we ever got locked out of the house at home I'd be I'd be shimmying up the onto the roof in the in the bathroom window two seconds I used to time myself I used, I thought I could I thought worst worst case scenario I'd be a great burglar <laughs> see a transferable skill yeah totally yeah and that's yeah. my that's what my son is into now throwing himself off things. Good thankfully, lad. Thankfully, yeah. he hasn't quite discovered parkour yet, but he can he can do a backflip from a stand from standing. He can stand and backflip onto his feet. There's, he doesn't have to be on a ledge. I have seen him do that on that Twitter thing or something. Mm. Or I briefly had TikTok. Yeah, yeah, that didn't last. I didn't. I didn't have a great relationship with TikTok. <laughs> he didn't love TikTok. No. Um, your story reminded me of something. I wonder can I tell that story? I lived in a house. Um, <laughs> It was because when you rang the guy and he was dead, I um, and it was kind of well, it was kind of an ongoing joke a little bit between me, me and a friend of mine who used to do a radio show. But I lived in a house and the guy who lived beside us, uh, he was like he, he was a very friendly neighbor. Now he'd he'd had to, he'd been he hadn't been well and he had stuff. Uh, I won't get into specifics, but he hadn't been well, and. Um, but anyway, I would talk to him every day, and we got on quite well. And Michael's trying to trying to catch a fly there. Sorry. Um, and uh, we were quite we were like we we're friendly as neighbours. Um, and then one day I had a, I must I think it was a videotape. I'm trying to think back. It was either a DVD or a videotape, but I think it was a videotape. I think we were people because yeah, it was probably a videotape because I think when my daughter was young, we were still watching. We still had Barney videos and we still had mm. a video player and we had all that stuff. So yeah, it was definitely a video. It was a video of a movie called The Goonies. Oh yeah, which was kind of one of my favorite movies growing up. And I I got I bought the video and I just had it in the house and his kids were of a certain age and I was oh, they'd like the Goonies, I'd say, you know, and I, lo- I loaned him the video. Um, <laughs> I'm just wondering what, what do you, what have you taped over this? I'll give him the wrong, have you given him the wrong? No, 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 no. That was, that's, that, that would be a good story. I'll tell you another story about that. I'll tell you another taping over something story after this, but I loaned him my Goonies video and, um, and then, and then sadly he passed away. Um, oh. But before I got to get my Goonies video back. So it was just, I mean, that conversation on the day of the funeral with his wife was really awkward when I had to ask <laughs> her for the Goonies video back. difficult thing to slip into a conversation <laughs> when you're back at the house would you like a cheese sandwich no but I'd like my fucking goonies to fucking video back you bollocks <laughs> yeah, how do you slip that into a conversation God, that, was a, that was a stressful day it's like how am I going to say it yeah but anyway needless to say I never got the video back because um no, you couldn't. No, but no. it was it was it was careless. It was it was, <laughs> you know, he just died. And I never got I never got my video back. You know, it was very irresponsible on his behalf. But you hear about people like borrowing things from neighbors and never getting them back. You know, um, yeah. So it's kind of, you know, 
I gave a guy a book once. It's my favorite book. Oh shit. <laughs> I was just gonna say I didn't want to get into it, but I was gonna say I am that neighbor who would borrow stuff yeah. and never get a book. I'd say your like your shed is full of power tools from the neighbors. Everything. Yeah, Trailers. That, that Keith Walsh bollocks. <laughs> He's got I'll, my husk on a chainsaw. I'll borrow your car and you never see it again. <laughs> I won't be using it. I just won't, won't be arsed giving it back. Yeah. Um, my, my favourite book of, of all time, nearly. Yeah, but like it's... A, what, I, what was the book again? I can't remember. Fever that. Pitch, Fever Pitch. No, it wasn't Fever Pitch. It was the one about the music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> the one about the music. It was yeah. Nick Hornby, and uh, it was, yeah, really good. They made a movie out of it. They did with um, Jack Black. No, was Jack Black in it? John Cusack was John the name. Cusack and Jack Black. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jack Black. Yeah, in the record store. Yeah, Jack Black was the was the muse. Was the like up really up his own hole about the music yeah. guy. Did and I send? Did I ever send you the other copy that I got? I think you sent me a copy. Yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah. But I just can't remember the name of it now. No. Uh, high fidelity. High fidelity. High fi. Yeah. And that was the year that we were that all those books and stuff were coming out around that time, weren't they? Like Fever Pitch, High Fidelity, yeah. uh, Train Spotting. Maybe that was later, earlier. Uh, around about the same time. Yeah. Alex Garland's The Beach. Yes. Do you remember that one? Yeah. There was a lot of those. Books. You'd be sitting on the tube and everybody would be reading it. Yeah, and I'd promised my copy to somebody. I said, "No, I gave it to a buddy of mine, but he's reading it. He's really enjoying it, and he's living in a tent at the moment, so he'll want to get it back to me because he doesn't want to be taking stuff." He was in. I said, "This guy, this this buddy of mine, Keith. He's not in a stuff. He doesn't do stuff. Apparently, he just kind of lives like you know, and, and doesn't do ownership." <laughs> and he fucking stole my book. <laughs> but I don't do stuff. I just probably gave it to somebody else. You did. You gave it to some woman you were trying to shack up with. And that woman and that woman is now my wife. No, it wasn't. No, no, <laughs> no, I don't know who it was. Probably was actually. No, you probably sent it back to her in Kildare, going, I love you. This, <laughs> I read this book and thought of you <laughs> about a boy. It's not about a boy, it was oh, about one. a boy. That was another one. That was another yeah, one. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, that was a fucking that was a great time, a great time in <clears throat> literature. They'll look back at that period and think, but. I was in a band once. Sorry, and then, and yeah, then, yeah. then you can you can take over. No, no, no. And we played a few few gigs. Now I wasn't. I was ultimately kicked out of the band. Remember, I told you I was kicked out of the yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't. They, once they discovered I couldn't really play the guitar, or I could play it, but not that well. <laughs> you, you were talentless. Well, I look good. Um, I, but but we had. I had a video of one of the only gigs the band played in the house. Huh? And. Uh, my younger sister, uh, Kira, <laughs> fucking, there's a, t- a TV show she loved at the time called Blossom. Um, Blossom was one of these kind of American high school kids who, you know, was sort of like kooky and, you know, yeah, wore a floppy hat and, oh, you know, God, yeah, yeah, <laughs> flowery, flowery yeah. clothes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she managed to tape over like one of the well, it was the only recording of that band. Of the oh band. no, yeah, yeah, with Blossom, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, and did you not put sellotape over it? You know, the bit that you could put sellotape over was it you, you could do something, couldn't you, to stop people taping stuff? Yeah, you could break the tab, but then if break you break the tab, if you wanted to re record yeah. over, you just put sellotape over it. So she probably did that, um, or we didn't break the tab, whatever. We didn't think we didn't think someone to tape over it, 
no. the only gig and that was it once that was taped over it was gone forever so that's another one of these things that i carry with me every day it's like a, it's like another cross to bear like a thing that's weighing me down Something yeah terrible. don't don't let it don't let no, it I've, I, 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 it would have bothered me for a while but I'm, I'm i'm over it now i've moved on we have a video here actually um the only video in our house left i'd say um it's probably some somewhere in a box my wife likes to keep shit in boxes but We've got an actual video of her on. Um, oh, I can't remember that blockbuster. No, what? Um, give us a peep, please, Bob. And, and, and big news yeah. here. She was. She had just gotten her uh, tonsils out. <clears throat> right. So she had quite a dusky voice. So she's yeah. ever, She was at school and she was with her friend, and um, they had a little uh, teddy bear called Bovril. That they, you know, that was their little thing that they put in front of them, and yeah. uh, they were going for a gold run or something, and she had to answer the the question, and she said, "Can I have a can I have a pee, please, Bob?" So she did the pee, and it was like, uh, "What pee becomes comes before in boots, willow, and she, eh, pussy, Bob." And they lost. <laughs> she actually said pussy on national television. <laughs> she was 16 years old or 17 years old in a really husky voice. Pussy, Bob. <laughs> I must, I, I must, the thing I have to do now is buy a fucking video recorder, of course, and then get it digitally on somewhere, even just yeah. to tape it, you know, because, yeah, I need to need to sort that out. That Definitely. needs to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. That needs to be harvested. Don't let that. Just no, disintegrate. No, holy shit, that pussy, pussy. <laughs> oh, pee, please, Bob. Yeah, she's. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't. It couldn't. You know, my wife said pussy on television, and obviously you didn't know her at that point. No, I didn't know her. We'd met. We met three or four years later, maybe two or three years later. She was less butch. <laughs> <laughs> she got her, her voice broke. <laughs> Actually, we we shouldn't talk about my wives wife. and yeah, how are things? <clears throat> no. how, how are things? Uh, yeah, she's still kind of talking to me. She doesn't like the the fact that I always bring her up in these oh, conversations. Okay, but, but what else have I got to talk about? I live a boring life, and uh, she's pretty much the entertainment. <laughs> so, so how's how's life at the moment? How's your week been? Because this is only really like supposed to be a kind of a quick podcast because. We're both busy. You're, you've got you've got four days of work ahead of you. You got four days of holiday ahead of you. So let's not make it about me being busy. It's you going on holidays. You miserable fucking. Anyway, that's that's fine. <clears throat> I'm in the hospitality sector, so I will look after the likes of you at the weekend, without any sort of negativity or. Yeah, because also you're you're being your new positive mic now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm positive, big style. Um, so we spoke on Saturday when I said um, the last podcast we did, I said I was feeling OK after my um, second Moderna jab. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Almost immediately when I hung up from you, I went and had a sandwich with Jimmy. We sat down at a bit of lunch. I had a cup of tea and I thought, oh, I feel a bit hot now. Oh, my stomach feels a bit. And then till eight o'clock in the evening, what? it was just 
uh, well, I, the, 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 the world pretty much fell out of my backside. Um, I could feel my toenails. They were sore. Oh. I, could, I could feel my head. I had a shower at one point. And as I was sort of rubbing my arms with the soap, this wasn't even the infected arm. I felt like I was pulling the skin back and sort of tearing the muscles away from my uh, bones. It was fucking horrible, like horrible. I, I felt never felt as horrible sort of whilst being, you know, conscious, if you like. Wow. Like a bad trip gone bad. And was it a little bit hallucinogen hallucinatory? Yeah, I couldn't, um, there was no concentrating on anything. There was no, I mean, I wouldn't have driven. I knew in my head I couldn't drive. And I was, Jimmy had one of his buddies over and there was talk of me bringing him back home. And I was like, nah, there's, there's no way I'm going to get in that car. I couldn't see. My eyes actually went furry. And then I thought, okay, and, they, and I, not fuzzy, but furry. I could feel them. I put my glasses on and it was like, oh, that's worse. <laughs> Just because they hurt my ears when they went over my ears. Um, and then, fur, furry eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then my hands started shaking really like, like that. I'm doing that now. That's not very good for this sort of medium, obviously. Shaking. But shaking. Yeah, that's the word. Shaking <laughs> violently. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to light the fire because I couldn't get warm. And I thought, I'll just sit there with, put some sticks on and then I eat my hands up. And I couldn't get the lighter going. And then I couldn't get the paper lit and I couldn't get anything done and then I lit the fire I sat in front of it for five minutes <clears throat> then I couldn't get cold completely overheated sweat dripping off my nose that's when I decided right go for a shower of course you have a coolish shower and then I thought oh you know what I haven't drank enough that's what it said on the Moderna leaflet drank so I got iced water <clears throat> and I literally deep froze myself from the inside out <laughs> <laughs> which made me feel sick and cold. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it was just, and then, and then, uh, and then what, what previously hadn't left my stomach decided mass evacuation. Whoop, 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 you know, in the departure lounge, we're ready for liftoff. And that was it. I just fucking went to bed. Wow. But it, um, it, it, it seems like you were trying to fix it. You were trying to, like, you were desperately, you know, maybe... Maybe the advice would be for somebody who gets them, you know, the second vaccine to start feeling like that, to just lie down somewhere and let nature take its course. That would have been the sensible thing to do. But of course, you know, I'd been on the old paracetamol and then I had some neurofen and then I was like paracetamol, neurofen. I was trying to fight it at all. Yeah. And I was really tense. And, the, and for the, the next couple of days, I've sort of been stiff and sort of I, I feel like a flower. I feel like a butterfly, actually over the last couple of days, metamorphosizing into a beautiful man once again. That's the, that'll be the furry eyeballs. Yeah. They, <laughs> they do have furry eyeballs. They're furry eyeballs, don't they? <laughs> I think under a microscope, we've all got furry eyeballs. Yeah. So you're yeah. turning into a butterfly. That's that's yeah. what happens. I don't think that was mentioned. In, I don't think any of the... Uh, yeah, the, uh, conspiracy theorists mentioned turning into a butterfly. No, they, they yeah, I could be a, a red admiral or Ooh, something. I mean, yeah, nice, or a rear admiral. <laughs> that sounds rude <laughs> for some reason. But you put, but what happened? So you went to, did you go to bed and that was you gone for the night? Went to bed, had 11 hours sleep, woke up, went to work the next day. No problem. Wow. Yeah, it literally was. I mean, and it wasn't bad after the injection. 
Although I thought I had Bell's palsy, I think I was telling you, yeah. I thought I had, uh, I thought I was having some sort of a seizure in LD, but I wasn't. But that was the, that was the beginning of what was to happen. That was a sort um, of a, the four, the four, the yeah. four boarding, a yes. sense of foreboding. It was the shot across my bowels. Wow. You're about across your bowels. Yeah. It felt yeah. like a shot across my bowels. <laughs> <clears throat> and then just, uh, it's amazing how much stuff you must have in you. Because when I thought, I must be empty now. Now, it's like a third wave. <laughs> Where does all that stuff come from? Is it like, is it like, just like backup stuff, just in case? Just I'm in sure case you I... need to get attack of the shits, they have backup shit in there. Like, just, there's little <laughs> men going, little men going, nope, put that over there, hold that there. I'm, I, I think there was actually some Christmas pudding in there. Yeah. I think they've just been keeping in reserve. Put aside. For a day like today, okay, we need the extra shit. <laughs> Jesus, that smells like brandy cream in June. <laughs> oh, beautiful! You paint a beautiful picture of of a sick man. Yeah, but I, listen. Having said that, I do it again in a heartbeat <clears throat> because <laughs> now I'm I'm <laughs> I'm you know now I'm doubled up. I'm yeah. happy days, and you know it's a minor. Thing. Inconvenience compared yeah, to what, yeah, yeah, yeah. what could happen if you got the corona. But the um, yeah. and now we've got the delta, <clears throat> the delta plus, delta plus is coming. So we all we all have to be. I've, I'm not double vaccinated yet, so I'm I'm waiting for my second appointment. Um, so uh, hopefully I'll get that soon because I don't want to get that delta, delta bastard. Well, I think they're all just they're just a bit more contagious, aren't they? Yeah, I don't That's... know, but it, but it, but if but. If you have your double jab, you're, it's not going to affect you as much if you do get it. So there was a there was a lovely piece of sort of stuff that came through the door from the government. Yeah, um, and it told us about what to expect and what level of protection you've got and stuff like that, which I read. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. After one jab of most things, there is a certain amount of resistance. Yeah, and you're least you're less likely to to get sick or right. yeah. yeah. So there's that. Obviously, get the double jab, ka-ching, ka-chang, ka-chong, unless it's the Janssen one, which you just get one jab. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, people do it, even though, you know, I, I died for the cause. Yeah, you sure. took a bullet. Yeah, I took a bullet for everyone, Guy. Um, that's why I've been going to the gym. I've been in training so that when, when I get my second jab, I'll be able to fight it. I'll be stronger than you. Uh, you won't. <laughs> It was like when, when David Cameron said that uh, Boris Johnson got it. You know, I, I don't think the, the virus is going to affect Boris. I've seen him play tennis. <laughs> like, what the fuck has that got to do with, like, return service, coronavirus, 15 love. Not Boris. He's such an active man. Oh, my oh, God. Such an action man. He'll, yeah. he'll not die, Boris. Jesus. No. He doesn't shit himself like old <laughs> Trumperton. He doesn't wear a nappy. <laughs> we he looks like he should. Actually, if Boris wore a nappy, he wouldn't. It'd be fine, wouldn't it? He wouldn't mind. Well, they do the big baby thing, don't they? Oh no, that was Trump with the nappy, the baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think Boris probably went to school with guys who like to visit women who dressed who <laughs> who dressed them up in baby clothes and uh, yeah, and uh, give them bottles and um, yeah, that's the type of thing those those guys are into, isn't it? Um, I, I won't I won't stay much longer, Mike, because I have to. I gotta crack on and do a bit of work. Uh, oh. I've got deadlines and shit, man. You know, that but, is terrible, isn't it? It's a pain in the hole. Pain in the but hook. I've just got two things to say. Okay, so yeah, okay, okay. Uh, 
post post everything, I woke up this morning and I was feeling fantastic. Yeah. And um, I I went for my phone and picked it up and the fucking thing wouldn't open, wouldn't start or whatever. And it up comes this big red triangle on it saying issue something. And it was like, oh, fuck. So I thought, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to switch this off. I'm going to switch it on. I'm going to recharge it and everything's going to be fine. And it was. It was perfect. And I thought, you know what I've done? I've nipped it in the bud now. I've I've got, you know, I've turned what could have been like, oh, I woke up this morning and this happened and then that yeah. happened or whatever. I walked down to the kitchen suddenly and goes, there's no water coming out of the tap. And it was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <clears throat> so we've had all day with no water. And you were trying to be Mr. Positive Pants. Yeah. And I was really trying to be positive. I have all of our pint glasses that I've ever robbed from pubs ever all full of water that I could get from various taps around the house yeah, for cups of tea and stuff like that, just in case. Yeah. And uh, it's just come back on. So that's good news. So we're going to start, keep positive. Okay. That's good. Yeah. But yeah, you were yeah. positive. I don't think you let it get to you. you don't you don't, it doesn't. No, 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 no. Although it doesn't stop you. Yeah. But you feel like you can't do anything. I thought oh, I'll Hoover. I thought, no, I can't do that. There's no water. You know, the way your head works. <laughs> not a great you know i wouldn't be the the smartest oh my i have to tell you about my wife my wife we get great crack out of my wife she's um (laughs) she went off walking with the dog the other day she was like oh bye go for a walk you know herself and herself and charlie like she is a demon with the walking like she oh she go when she goes for a walk she is like like she get if i go walking with her she gets annoyed if i'm not fast enough yeah, and poor, poor Charlie wants to like sniff every tree, and you know. So if I, you know, because I'm a I'm a nice guy, you know, yeah. I'm a really nice guy. So if Charlie and me are walking, I'll st- let him stop and sniff a tree and pee on you know someone's leg or whatever he wants to do. It's Why cool. not? That's what it's all about for him. She is like she is like fucking. On we're on one. She just like poor Charlie's just basically dragged around for yeah. like five kilometers around the town. But she headed off the other day. And she was like, "Okay, bye." Poor little dog. Sped off. She did half, <laughs> half halfway down the road, halfway out of the estate. She comes back. There was no dog on the lead. The dog was standing at the door, going, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> she was in such a. She was so. She's so determined. She was in such a hurry to do her walk. She was off down the road with just the lead dangling, the lead dangling with the, with the confused face on the dog. just not like not understanding yeah. what was after happening. Like, she, like normally. And he's be, probably going, he's probably going, thank fuck. She didn't, she missed me. <laughs> oh my God, she forgot me. I can, go to, I can go up to Keith now and shit on the bed. <laughs> he won't mind. It'll rub his beard in it. Oh yes. He's such a doggy man. <laughs> oh, so funny! Speaking of animals, yeah, I must. I have. I have a recommendation. Oh, I've actually. Um, we have I, enough I, animals. I, we have enough animals. No, no, no! You don't want to give you an animal. I don't want to recommend an animal for you. I'm not really into that. But anyway, um, so I heard John Vardy on News Talk. You know the guy that does the yeah uh, the, the, the movie Vardy show. Or Vardy. Vardy. Yeah, movie show. Yeah, and oh, he was Fardy. talking about Vardy. Sorry, it is Vardy. Sorry. Fardy, F-A-R-D-Y, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, great. I always listen to him. I love him. I love the other guy that's on with him. They're quite miserable. But um, he always gives something one star, regardless of how bad it is, because he thinks, you know, 
listen, somebody's gone to the, the trouble of actually making this and spending money on it. So I'll give them one start regardless. And he said about Jeremy Clarkson's farm, the new program yeah. on Amazon, that he just wasn't going to talk about it because he likes Jeremy Clarkson and he likes everything about him, but he just, I want to talk about it because I don't want to give it a start because I can't give it anything. And I thought, oh my God, because I've been quite looking forward to watching this. And you know, when somebody tells you something's really crap yeah. and then you watch it, we, myself, Sally Ann and Jimmy watched it together. It'd be one of those sort of family things you'd watch together. It is brilliant. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I am disagreeing with John Fardy for the first time. Oh my God. I wonder why John I don't didn't have like to break it. it. Was there anything in it? Could you, you couldn't see, you couldn't see why he didn't like it. Maybe he said it was all too contrived and it was all, you know, they do this. And, but that's, that's Jeremy Clarkson though. You know, that's the whole... So I built a road sort of thing, you know, so like there was nothing there. So we got a plane, whatever. But in fairness, the the stuff that went wrong was weather related and stuff like that. It wasn't something he could kind of organize. You know, he buys a big tractor and it's too big and it's whatever. But it's the characters he meets along the way. There's a fella, if you watch it in the second episode, there's a fella building a wall. And he is a character from the first show. He's just... You know, he starts crying talking to him because he can't understand the fucking word he's saying. It's just like, uh, ask him a question. He just walks off because he's like, like uh, I don't know what that man's talking about. <laughs> Brilliant. And the guy's absolutely serious. Like, he's not just putting it on. But I think John Fardy might have thought that stuff was actually being put on and overhyped oh, okay yeah but yeah. it's not it's um yeah but it is that thing of like everything like even with top gear it's like well we got three cars and we're gonna race them across africa yeah. and shit happens along the way that's that's how i mean that's that's okay for it to be that contrived isn't it yeah absolutely what did you just do did you just hit something yeah i just pulled my, uh, my the cord of my headphones and then it took my keyboard with it and then slammed itself on the table and then the batteries fell out so yeah, so it's quite exciting around here, really. Do 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 do. Was there anything else, Mike? No, I'm uh, I am I'm full. I think I'm. I, you know, I've we haven't spoken. It hasn't been that long since we've spoken. I just yeah, felt we, we needed to catch up. Uh, so, um, Jeremy Clarkson. It's what's on the farm. Is that what it's called? I think it's Clarkson's farm or something okay. like that. Yeah, very good. I, well worth a watch. Because I like to watch, um, I don't know if you watch it. It's the the chateau with the the guy who used to be, um, yeah, the guy, yeah, 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 yeah. Do the you guy like with him? The big, big Northern Irish fellow. With the thing. I I've never got into the chateau. It's one of those things that I must get into. Yeah, because I think I don't know Sally Ann that well, but I think she'd really like it. Yeah, because his missus <clears> is always making stuff and sewing and painting and making and you know making and doing. It's one of those things I keep looking at thinking I would like that, but I'd like to watch it from the beginning. Yeah, I wonder where it, it's on channel <clears throat> it's four, on, probably. Yeah, it'll be on all four, I'd say. I would imagine. Um speaking es- of all four Escape actually, Escape to the Chateau with I didn't know he was a lieutenant colonel. Dick yeah, yeah. Dick Strawbridge. What a great fucking name. Dick Strawberry. He did um he used to do he started off um on with Pete McCarthy. Do you remember McCarthy's yeah, what, what, Carthy's Bar? Yeah, what did they used to do? Tracks and Trails, I think, was a program they used to do. But didn't they Pete used Mc... to try and build like old 
war machines or old cannons or something was that different he would no he would do the engineering part of something so we're you know we're visiting um worcester today and we're going to do a walk and they used to get ray mears in to talk about the wildlife dick strawbridge would be in to talk about the heart the heritage of steel and these areas around here and i used to jump out of aircraft coming down here when i was in the british raf and all. he's not he's not from west country he's from northern ireland northern ireland yeah uh, yeah, he was he was very good. I didn't like his moustache though. I like I, I, I like his moustache. I like his joie de vivre or his yeah yeah is that, yeah. Is, is something his um, yeah. and his wife is Angel Adori. She's mad. She, she's yeah. Angel Adori. Yeah, she's brilliant though. And mad is good. We've said that before. Mad is not a, a bad thing. Oh no 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 no. Mad is very good. Yeah yeah. Uh, so Dick Strawbridge and Angel Adori. Uh, yeah, I really like the chateau. And then I was going to say something else that I like. There was another program on all four that we should watch um, and as part of your mental health things. There's a program called um, Grand Designs, of which we're all probably familiar, but there's Grand Designs Australia and there's Grand Designs New Zealand. And we've hit that. We've we've hit a great little scene of Grand Design New Zealand, which is on at the moment. And there was a fella on there. He was an English tour guide doing tours of London met a Kiwi on holidays, moved back with her and ended up becoming a serial entrepreneur, making a shitload of money and doing a Grand Designs house. The budget was somewhere around five million and they blew it and it was just stunning. But this guy had massive mental health issues. Depression would loom large on his horizon. And it was the way that a program like that dealt with him sitting in a chair saying, listen, I've got the perfect wife, two kids, I've got five million to spend on a house. And why am I doing it? And he just broke down, started crying. Why, why do I feel like this? Why? Wow. And it was just the, the way the presenter sort of, you know, you know, he, he just couldn't, he couldn't understand. And the guy was trying to explain it to him. And he just, you could see the frustration and then the tears came out and it was just, you know, it was just so sad the whole thing but if mental health were talked about a bit more in the mainstream yeah in things like that it would be an awful lot easier because you know you've got all the you know somebody they lost money and they lost the house and then a bit fell off and whatever you've got all the great things that grand designs brings you but then the actual human side of it as well which is the you know the immense pressure that this man was putting himself under yeah. for no reason and um Nice that they, I would imagine a lot of TV channels or networks or production companies might shy away from that, kind of cut all that bit out. But it was nice that they left it in and they dealt with it. And they, you know, it's normal, normal part mm. of life. People feel well, like I, this. I think what they were trying to get across is that every once in a while he, he would leave the building site. He'd just go cycle. Mm. And that was his thing. And he'd actually cycled across the world at one point when, during his last big thing. He just kept going. You know, all of a sudden he'd done 12,000 kilometers. Like, he's got lots of money. He's that, this, that, and the other. But he just has to... You could see him when people came to the house and when he just got crowded in and just, no, no, I'm broken. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. And they, it was all it was all the way through. It was weaved nicely all the way through the program. Yeah. And I thought about you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. One to watch, Mike. One to yeah. watch. One to uh, watch is right. I'd love if... Um, I don't know how my wife would react if I just had it off cycling for a few months. I'm sure she'd be fucking delighted. <laughs> <laughs> she 
bit of peace and quiet. She could just go walking her lead every day without without me she telling had, her to bring the dog. She probably forgot you were there after day two. Where who was that guy? There was just men's clothing in our wardrobe. I don't know who that's from. Anyway, let's take the non-existent dog out for a walk. <laughs> let's take the lead. Let's take the lead for a walk. There was one more thing before we go. I really loved watching Tribes with Bruce Parry. Oh, that's really old. I know, but I, and I, it's like, well, it must be over twenty years now. Yeah, maybe. He's I loved brilliant. it. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, but there's a podcast, The Happy Pair, do a podcast. Oh, um, and it's called The Happy Pair Podcast, as far as I know. My dog is trying to get in, um, and they've interviewed him. So their latest podcast is a chat with Bruce Parry because uh, he's obviously all into environmental stuff, and they ask. Yeah. Him um. So. Yeah, it's an it's it's one I'm looking forward to listening to. I haven't listened to it yet, but I was delighted to see Bruce Parry because I'd kind of forgotten about him. And then I was like, "Oh shit, I love that show." Try yeah. I would that. I would love that. Would be my dream, like job yeah. or or experience is to go and do what he did and just live with tribes for a little while. And I mean, he the drugs he takes and the, the he gives himself the ant bites that are the most the bullet ants that bite him. And stuff. I mean, he just gives, he's all into the experience. He he's the all. sort of environmental environmentalist you'd love to be. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't do, I couldn't be able to deal with it without a hot shower every couple of days. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. want to be shitting yourself in the middle of <laughs> the Amazon, would you? Uh, no. Could somebody pass, he, somebody pass the toilet paper in. Yeah. Yeah. Is it got lavender scent? <laughs> I'd leave it for a minute or two. Even the cobra's turned his nose up at this one. <laughs> I'd leave that hole in the jungle for a minute or two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's Perry, it. He is my type of environmentalist, though. Yeah, he's I love a good him. guy. He's a good guy. We never Thank we you. never did an introduction, so we'll just say goodbye, Mike. Um, yeah, listen. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Aircast and uh, the email address is keithwalshpod at gmail Mind how you go. It's raining now here, Mike. How's the weather in Clare? Uh, it's torrential mist. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we leave it there. Good have luck. Miss you. Good weekend. Yeah. Don't try too hard. Don't Enjoy your holidays. I will. In Athlone. Yeah. Wow. Sexy wow. Athlone. Yeah. It will be when you get there. Hey, Mike, why was the podcast late? What happened there? I'm pretty sure it was your fault, Mike, that the podcast was late. What? Nothing to say about that, Mike? Hmm. Your silence is, um, your silence speaks, your silence speaks volumes. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 